So welcome everybody to another episode of Environmental Social Justice. We have the return of Mr. Malibu, Carrie O'Neill, who lives in Malibu. We've had him in the past where he is working on saving a parcel of land from overdevelopment. So if you want to see more on that, you can go to our webpage or go to XOTV and look up Mr. Malibu. But on that, we are talking energy today and energy specifically in Malibu. So Carrie, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. And uh, what would you like to share with us today? Um, thank you. Thank you for, for having this show. And hopefully we can reach more people and, um, and communicate uh, what took place on Thanksgiving, which was that the entire city of Malibu was, uh, had all their electricity cut off because it was windy. Okay. And, um, and it's a new policy that Edison is enacting. And in essence, uh, to, you know, quote, call a spade a spade, <laughs> they, they, it were, they inflicted grievous damages as a result of their negligence, causing the, the, the Woolsey fire. And, uh, and now they're punishing the, the customer by cutting off their power every time it gets windy so that they can, you know, prevent another, uh, you know, situation like the Woolsey fire. Right. So, uh, but I, I have some uh, uh, objections to this um, policy. And, and part of the objection is that the California Public Utilities Commission is, um, it's almost laughable, just I'm expressing my own personal opinion. They're laughable, they're missing in action. It, it's, it's not even missing in action. They're actually, quote, you know, in the back pocket, unquote, of the electric company, as opposed to doing what the public uh, is um, suggesting or demanding that they do. And okay. I think this problem is, is twofold, but right out the gate, I would say that um, the, the public w was not going to say anything as long as they were receiving electricity at, at reasonable rates and it was a reliable service, everybody was okay. Yeah. Until such time as they start messing with the rates to a point where they've turned it into a three ring circus and making it, you know, impossible for the customer to even figure out what rates to choose, you know, and they're claiming that they are no longer the deliverer of the electricity, but they're a middleman for many other sources of electricity. And then they send you a chart with all these different sources of electricity and why the rates are different. And they've created a huge obfuscation and basically a headache for the customer to try to figure out, you know, they're saying you can choose what rate to pay, but they've made it so complex. It's, it's, it's a, it's a joke. So anyway, maybe I could start by reading the correspondence that I sent to the mayor of Malibu. Okay. And just to share here in this meeting, that I have heard from many people all over Malibu expressing total dissent and objection to the fact that they're just gonna cut off the power every time it gets windy. And uh, the fact that uh, they did that almost without warning and destroyed Thanksgiving for everybody, you know? That is, yeah, that's not good. So yeah, please read the letter that you sent. Okay. Um, did you did you hear of anybody else who said that their Thanksgiving was ruined? Yeah, my sister-in-law lives in Malibu, mm -hmm. and she simply 
emailed us saying, well, Thanksgiving's not happening. And the unfortunate side effect that is happening in Malibu as elsewhere is people are buying gasoline or petroleum powered generators. Those are high fire risks and they're pollutant. So it's not a great resolution. Correct. And um, so I have some interesting uh, uh, things to report about solutions to this challenge that I received uh, coincidentally yesterday in the market. My friend Jeffrey, who is a, a pilot for private uh, jet aircraft and his home burned down in Malibu. And he said he got a huge amount of money. He didn't say how much from okay. Edison admitting that they caused the fire. And uh, he said that in the meantime, he has uh, a solution with solar and lithium batteries to power his whole thing over there. So, yeah. um, and his house is almost ready to go. Uh, it's almost completed his rebuilt house that burnt down and he's going to be almost completely on solar, which is uh, very exciting. So in any event, maybe that's the good that will come out of this, um, what I consider to be sort of business malice coming from Edison's uh, policy. But I'll just read what I sent to the mayor of Malibu. Um, I, his name is Paul Grisanti, and I CC'd all the council members in Malibu and the California Public Utilities Commission and the, the, you know, um, the Southern California Edison as well. They're all recipients of this correspondence. Okay. Okay. Dear Paul, Edison and related companies have been fully aware upon their very inception that the state of California has had severe Santa Ana winds and severe fires for at least the past 14,000 years. <laughs> they, they know that it comes with the low chaparral terrain. Okay, Edison had no right in the very beginning to willfully place dangerous power lines up on poles, placing people, wildlife, and structures in harm's way. Edison has no right to install any equipment anywhere that is not capable of withstanding 100 mile per hour Santa Ana winds since they know it, they're going to, it's, it can happen. Yeah. Okay. The California public utilities commission has finally gone over the edge in criminal negligence in allowing Edison criminal negligence in summarily shutting off everyone's power every time it is windy. When in fact, the power lines should have been placed underground in the first place. So they're punishing the customer because they negligently put those power lines up on the poles in the first place. Okay. okay. This email will confirm our demand that the city of Malibu, the California Public Utilities Commission and Edison cease and desist from participating in or approving any further criminal shutdowns based on irresponsible practices that will no longer be accepted by capital, the people. Okay. 
Um, and then it says, furthermore, Edison will be must be required to provide generator backup power to each and every home in Malibu if any further shutdowns take place. Paul, enough is enough, and you are urged to take a stand against the above described wrongful activity, your Malibu friend, Carrionian. That's an intense letter. <laughs> There's a lot in there. I mean, just for people to get a little background, high winds, overhead wires, they mm -hmm. blow down, they have sparked some wildfires in Malibu as well as other areas. So there is a debate, you know, bury these underground. Um, I do know from talking to some people in the energy industry, not I, I haven't talked to SoCal Edison, but just other people I know that work in energy. And um, one person several years ago posed the idea to Pasadena to bury the lines. And they said it would be, it would take 120 years to put them all underground. That was their Which estimate. That's not true. That's not true. Okay, that's good to know. I mean, this is just, you know, um, conversations I've had in passing with people. They're like, right. hey, it's you know, me. what about doing this? <laughs> and just the billions, if not trillions of dollars to do it, which again, could be spec, you know, I'm guessing here, right? I just don't also not true, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there is a lot um, to address. And um, have you gotten any responses from SoCal Edison or the mayor? No, I have not received any response. And okay. uh, which is also, um, it's, you know, we, we don't know, first of all, the, this is this is indicative of what's broken with the whole entire system. Yeah, uh, you know, it's our government from city to state to federal government. This is this is what's broken, and I think it's a valuable conversation to start shining light because um, I actually produced a video that demonstrated, and, and and this this is not a diversion, but it shows exactly the same challenge is. Um, when Gretchen Carlson did a interview with Maria Shriver, um, I was there present at the, the filmed interview and she stood up for her rights to not be um, sexually harassed on the job, you know, in the workplace. And um, she won her case against Bill O'Reilly. Um, I think, you know, they sued him or something or other. And, um, and then she was there advocating to the audience of you know a couple hundred people and to everybody listening on on the internet that if you would please you know contact your congressman or your senator send them a letter telling them that you do not approve of um these men getting away with this in the workplace and so on and so on and i i raised my hand and i told her and i said you know what the problem with that is is that any congressman or senator can receive 10 million letters and they're not required to do anything. They're not even required to so much as acknowledge that they received emails or letters. This is a broken system. This is a farce against the people. And, and it goes way deeper than that. Why should one congressman represent millions of people you know, it just is the whole system is if you start to go under the microscope, you see these unbelievable gaping flaws that could not possibly enact something called a democratic process. Well, we're <laughs> so, a republic. We're a republic. Yeah. Where we have individuals representing the masses rather than the masses voting to do things. Right. 
Right. So yeah, I mean, there are flaws in that. There's no doubt. Um, and and but, not to and introduce such a big philosophical morass that we, you know, that nothing happens. But I'm just pointing out that there is a solution, though. There is a way to have a federal blockchain, which is infinite security. It cannot be altered. And everybody's letters to the senator go on the blockchain. So they're publicly, you know, on the record. Oh. And, and everyone knows how many letters are requesting that they do a particular thing. And so if they're being required to act on constituency majority, this blockchain will confirm what that majority is. Does that make sense to you? That does. Um, you might want to explain to people what blockchain is or what, mm -hmm. it, what it means. Okay, um, blockchain is, is nothing more than an electronic ledger and it documents everything, but it documents everything in such a way that it's infinitely secured because if you send a letter and I send a letter and 20 million other people send a letter, each one comes in chronologically in order oh. and the blockchain locks it into place. And so if you wanted to change that, you'd have to change the whole thing. Gotcha. And so it's very secure. And that's why they have cryptocurrency because it's secured. It's on the blockchain. Yes. It can't be altered unless it's tampered with and, and that uh, fraud would become evident to the people. Yeah. And that's so, a whole cybersecurity thing, which is, you know, its own world. Right. So what, with respect to um, SoCal Edison, they're because Edison, you know, they are the wires, they're delivering the service to the residents all over California or Southern California. What would you like to see change? What would you, you know, in response to this letter, we both, you know, generators aren't great. They burn diesel or petroleum or gasoline. Um, what would you like to see them do? I mean, bury the wires, which will take probably a very long time and be very expensive, which is passed to the consumer, um, those costs. What would be your ideal thing? What would you like them to get out of this conversation? Well, this is uh, this has been this has been the false uh, information and false threat um, directed at the consumer that, hey, if you want us to do the right thing, we're going to gouge you to such an extent that your electricity is going to go up to, you know, a hundred dollars a day or, you know, whatever. But the fact mm -hmm. of the matter is, is that, you know, right is right. And solution is solution. Those power lines have no business being up in the air in the first place. So the, the, the uh, premise that they can be held accountable for committing the crime in the first place is something that ought to be brought to the public's attention. Who permitted them to put those power lines above the ground in the first place in an area that they were fully aware were constantly hit, or not constantly, but frequently, let's say, with severe Santa Ana winds. Yeah. So it's negligent in the first place. I don't think there's anybody who would disagree that that was negligent construction. It's so, funny. Yeah, it, it's interesting you bring up who first put up the wires because I don't know that answer. I, I well, don't Edison, Edison is responsible for the technology that they are so-called passing on to the consumer. No, but I the, understand that. But the, the very first people who put up the poles, um, I think that predated the formation of SCE. 
of the California public, no, the Edison yeah. company put those polls, I mean, whoever put them up, the fact of the matter is, is that they knew, they have known ever since the beginning that that was a dangerous thing to do in the first place. Oh, okay. And so, um, and, and, and furthermore, um, if Edison's crying poor, they've been making billions of dollars of profits. And, and I'm sorry, I didn't do the research before this meeting. However, I believe the CEO gets something in the neighborhood of 14 million a year. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. And, 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 um, if that's the case and he's under, under the, he's putting the consumer under duress and threat of exorbitant electricity costs. Okay. Then why don't we go back and say, Hey, you're not worth those 14 million a year. You're stealing that money. Oh, so to speak. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's kosher because the, the, the public utilities commission or corporate governance says it's okay. You know, well, it's a but, private entity. I mean, it's it's not a federal or state-run organization. They they have shareholders. They have to do the re, you know the return on investments. I get all that, but I get I understand what you're saying as well. You know. Okay, you okay? You can say they're a private company, but they're they're proper. The uh, the power lines are on public property. As a matter of fact, the power lines themselves and the telephone poles. As far as I understand, uh, Edison does not own those. Those are public property. Oh, and that's interesting. Okay. If they, if they, the, the, um, if Edison is going to um, threaten the consumer with exorbitant prices, just because they were negligent in the first place in creating a dangerous situation, which they have had to shell out, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars for these fires. Yeah. The solution is is. Um, there is a solution, and the solution is to put those cables underground. And this is a conversation that ought to engage the federal government. You know that that if 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 Edison is is can come back and say, "Hey, this is one part of the United States where it's not safe to have you know uh, power lines above the ground. We need federal assistance to put these cables underground." Like we can't sustain our business if we have if we're required to put them underground or whatever. So the, they're basically what it is. They created the original crime in the first place. I call it a crime because it's negligent. They create that in the first place, and then they're coming back and they're saying, "Well, let's just try to put up you know concrete poles. Let's just try to put you know like a bandaid over here and a bandaid over there instead of fixing the problem." And the problem is is that those poles are subjected to severe Santa Ana winds. So if they can't survive those winds, um, they have no right to punish people by shutting off their power altogether. That's my premise. Does no, that I, I agree. It's, it's, it's not fair to the residents and the citizens that they have their power shut off, especially during a holiday such as Thanksgiving. That was very taxing for some people. Um, it's a big problem. Um, you know, I haven't spoken to anyone at SoCal Ed recently, so I can't really comment um, on this. But I do know that um, they are aware. I do know that they realize it needs something needs to be fixed somehow, whether it's burying them or hardening the wires or whatever they come up with. I do like the fact that um, it probably should be a federal issue as well. 
-hmm. primarily because we have the infrastructure bill that passed. So um, if there's any help there, I think that makes sense. And yeah, rates can be crazy. Um, I do know that um, just from my own research that I've done in the past ugh, couple of years of just learning about energy, SoCal Edison changes their rates six to seven times a year. Um, that's bananas to me. That's a lot of work for the poor person that has to <laughs> come up with all the rates and publish them and issue them and get them approved. That's a ton of work. So God bless them for, do, for going through that effort. But um, it is a lot. It needs to be fixed. It needs to be changed. Um, what do you hope to get out of the letter? Um, and, and, you know, do you want City of Malibu to maybe play hardball? Is that what you're hoping they'll do? I think they're required to do something. If they're going to represent the Malibu people and we go around and we get the majority, the constituency of Malibu to, to chime in and express their view of their power being cut off for Thanksgiving because it's windy, yeah. you know, this, this is a precedent that will go completely out of control. But pretty soon it'll be, you know, uh, there's going to be a solar flare up. We're going to turn off the electricity for two weeks. You know, they're going to come up with every, you know, excuse under the sun to keep punishing the consumer for their negligent construction in the first place. And so I think it really does. It's something that ought to go on the record that indeed the original construction was negligent, period. You know, and if they if they say, well, we didn't have the technology, I, I disagree. I don't think they ever thought it out properly in the first place. However, if the federal government gets involved, because, of course, everybody in Malibu pays federal taxes uh, to the tune of a lot of money. OK, then we want some of that money coming back to put these power lines underground. And, um, and it's not going to cost that much because um, it will cost probably a lot. But let's also acknowledge that uh, the entire Broad Beach Road has no power lines. Uh, wow. there's, there's sections on Malibu Road that are underground. There's, okay. there's uh, the Malibu West, the entire Malibu West uh, uh, home. I don't know how many homes there are here. Um, I can't remember. I, it's a couple hundred or 400. I can't remember. But anyway, all those homes, uh, all that power line is underground. Okay. okay. So um, so to, to say that it would take 100 years is is not accurate. It's it's a lie. And 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 furthermore, if they really um, unleash the proper resources and technology, um, I'm sure they could, they said, OK, Here's this will put this in perspective, and this issue ought to be brought into this conversation. Excuse me for the interruption. No worries. Um, um, they <laughs> promised the people, and I will keep using the word the people because we are the we are the control group. We're the ones who should be telling or guiding them what to do. They there shouldn't be the ones telling us what they're going to do under the threat of increasing their rates, okay? But gotcha. they promised the people that they were gonna run fiber optic to the home all over the United States. And, and AT&T even published a headline saying that they were, uh, they, were, they were laying fiber optic at such a speed that it was like 300 miles an hour or something. I mean, they were, oh, wow. <laughs> they were saying that they were laying, you know, um, 
you know, five miles of fiber optic per hour or, or something, you know, they just had some claim about how fast they were laying fiber optic. Okay. So if they can do it that fast with fiber optic, why can't they do that with power lines? And you know what it boils down to? It boils down to getting a machine that can dig trenches. <laughs> okay. They have machines that pave miles and miles of highway, you know, in a day, yep. you know, and so yeah. you're trying to tell me you can't dig ditches, you know, for miles and miles in a day and put those power lines underground. You know what I'm saying? There's something I understand. I mean, I'm not an engineer, but I get exactly what you're saying. Um, something does need to change. And it, it sounds like uh, the, the people of Malibu, as well as other places, are, are voicing their opinions. Mm -hmm. And I would like to share... <laughs> It to it to anybody who's listening in this meeting, what I shared with you at the beginning of this meeting is that I apologize if I was um, too driven or uh, um, too charged, let's say, in my expression about what ought to be done. I, I'm I'm a human being. I I react when when I see something's out of alignment. But I wanted to share what I shared at the beginning of this meeting that. Um, if I allow them to disrupt my sense of well-being, then I've become uh, ineffective and, and people won't listen. If I'm wow. coming from a place of peace and joy and happiness and say, hey, you guys, I believe there's a solution. Let's join together and make that solution sooner than later. <laughs> I, I am a huge uh, proponent of collaboration, people working together. I mean, we're all in the same thing. We're all in the same boat. And we all need to work together. I mean, so I, I think that it is it is time for you to maybe spearhead the city of Malibu to uh, reach out to the SoCal Edison folks and say, hey, let, let's figure this out. Not No one wants a fire again. That, mm -hmm. That's a given. Nobody wants fires. And um, cutting off the, the electricity sources, it's, I was hoping that was only a short-term solution but I don't know what the plans are going forward. It, it's not a solution. It's, it's, it's actually negligence as I'm describing. Yeah. And um, they have no right to destroy everybody's Thanksgiving because they did not put those power lines underground. And, and they can, and they cannot claim that every single Santa Ana win is going to create a fire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get That's it. what they're yeah. acting on. So an abundance is not a good precedent. No, and I mean, I get the abundance of caution on there, and they're they're worried that this could start another fire, and I get that. I mean, the Woolsey fire was just awful, but there, it's it's not a solution. You're right. It's, I honestly don't know an answer. Um, I don't. But know I, I, mm -hmm. I, no, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I will say that if the California Public Utilities Commission is receiving payola from Edison, which I believe they are. I believe it's time for real transparency. I really do. And I believe that the city of Malibu is negligent for not standing up and protecting its people from this um, irresponsible, you know, shutdown. I, I think they need to stand up and represent us instead of Edison. So that's my question is how are they representing the Malibu people, you know, as opposed to representing Edison in, in failure to say anything or do anything? From this point forward it's a valid point mm -hmm. i i will not dismiss that point that is very valid and you have every right to speak your opinion 
you right. know that's, that's what we're doing here freedom of speech <laughs> yeah and it you know you have a right to your opinion and, and how you feel and what you feel needs to change and it sounds like you're speaking on behalf of several neighbors probably a few dozen neighbors if i'm if i'm accurate well i would say i think to say a few dozen is minimalizing i would say probably every homeowner in malibu <laughs> I would, I would contend that every homeowner, not just a few neighbors. Yeah, you're probably right. You're, you're absolutely, I don't live in Malibu, so I, unfortunately, mm -hmm. I can't speak to this. That's why I'm but, talking about But you're not in Malibu, and how do you feel about it? Um, I was upset to hear that my sister-in-law's Thanksgiving was canceled. Mm -hmm. And she just said, well, we've got the backup generator going. And I thought, oh, diesel. But um, she just, honestly, she was rolling with it. She was making the best out of a terrible situation and just tried to still enjoy the holiday. There is a solution. The silver lining here is that my friend whose house burned down in the Woolsey fire, he's done everything with solar. And I received a, an email this morning from my other colleague who moved to Ojai. And um, he says he's totally on solar. And he says uh, he, he wouldn't join this conversation today because he said the solution is simple. It's solar and battery power <laughs> as long as you can afford to install it i mean um that's another thing installing solar that initial cost is a very heavy upfront cost it pays itself in the end people it don't actually pay. it actually is not as heavy as what people are being led to believe well a friend the, of mine it, just installed and i asked him what what he'd bought the solar he bought the battery pack and they did everything it was forty thousand. for for where palm springs Okay, in, in in my my friend who is a, a pilot for, for private jet aircraft whose house burned down in the Woolsey fire, who lives up on um, here in Malibu, he was able to um, buy several prefab structures in the meantime while they were getting approval to build their to rebuild their house. Yeah. And he was able to power those structures for um, over like twenty five hundred dollars with solar and battery just to power them yeah i'm talking about the installation costs no Fine. he said buying the solar and lithium batteries and putting them up and getting it operational he That's, told me about 2500 i want his contractor <laughs> yes no he did his own research he specifically told me which lithium batteries and which equipment he was using and he said it cost him about 2500 dollars for these structures that he was allowed to put up the, the temporary modular structures. I, I want his, I want the name of his person. I yes. And, and he says it amazing. powers his Samsung uh, dishwasher, washing machine, uh, dryer, and, um, and so on. That's, you know, that's, I love hearing that because mm -hmm. I would like to put on solar and people I've spoken to when they say something like 40,000, you're like, Oh, that's soul crushing. And I guess right. I'm going to wait. <laughs> but, but um, you know, by the same extent, if that's the case, here's where we can really make some solution is make it a federal law that they, that the federal government has to give you an extremely low rate loan for solar, you know, where it can cost you $50 a month let's say, and yeah. they're required, you know, by federal law to give you the, those, uh, you know, those purchase loan rates because we need solution and we need it now. 
No, so, I agree with you on that. That would definitely help many, many communities um, to be able to put solar on their roofs. Um, and, and hopefully someone will be working on that because there is chatter. You need solar in every roof. Everything needs to go change over to renewable energy. You know I'm a supporter of that. It's kind of my world. But um, on that note, thank you so much for sharing your beliefs. Thank you so much for sharing your information. Mm -hmm. I mean, city of Malibu is a precious place. We want to keep it precious and safe. So um, let's see what we can change. Let Hopefully the city of Malibu responds and someone from SoCal Ed is um, able to have a, a discussion and a collaboration because we need to work on this together. We need to solve this problem together. And um, we need energy. <laughs> and and, and <laughs> I, I appreciate you putting up with all my, uh, you know, alleged, um, you know, <laughs> accusations and so on and so forth. You, you've been a really good sport in allowing me to express how I personally feel about oh. what is taking place. But mm -hmm. I think there's a bigger conversation about governance and a responsibility and a responsible construction and delivery of a public utility. So fair enough. You know what? I can support everything you just said. There needs to be responsibility for the community, the well-being yeah. of everybody. Awesome. Thank you All so right. much. Well, thank you. You guys have a wonderful day and we will see you next.